Podcast. It's Build a Big Podcast. David Hooper here. This is the marketing podcast for podcasters. If you are interested in better spreading your message, getting people to your podcast, making more money with your message, making people care about your message, this is the podcast for you. You can find more information about me at bigpodcast.com. You can also subscribe to this podcast. I'm here a lot on this episode. I'm talking about Audacity 3.0. It just came out. It's 20 years in the making. That's my background with Audacity. For the last 20 years, I have been using this to record my voice. I have no idea how I found it first, but I've been at it a long time. Even before I started podcasting, I was doing All sorts of CDs that would go out to people with me talking on them. I was doing, I don't know. (laughs) I was recording my voice. I had not really an elaborate setup in terms of what you see some of the early, early podcasters have. But I did have a nice interface. I had this thing called the JK Audio Digital Hybrid where I could call somebody up, route that phone call through my computer, and then we could put it on a CD stamp them out, put them in a mailbox, ship them to people. (laughs) Distribution was not nearly as effective as it is now. And that's what I've been doing for the last 20 years, recording my voice on Audacity and getting it out to you in the most effective way possible. Now it is very easy because podcasting is easier than ever to get directly via our phone. That wasn't an option. That's the history. I've been doing it for a while. And one of the reasons that I've stuck with Audacity all these years, even though I certainly have access to better stuff, we record my radio show, for example, on Pro Tools, and that's because I'm not the one engineering that. But in the past, I've had a copy of Pro Tools. I've got Hindenburg. I've got Reaper. I've got various other ways to record my voice. I like Audacity because it's free. I feel that podcasting is a way for us to get our message out in a cheap and very efficient way. Audacity helps with that. You can't beat free when it comes to making something accessible. However, there are some things I think Audacity could improve on. The effects are pretty basic. Plug-in use is limited. When you're editing yourself in Audacity, there are no live edits. And what I mean by that, if you're trying to EQ yourself, you can't play it, tweak it, play it, tweak it, play it, tweak it. Everything you do on Audacity is considered destructive, meaning you make a change and you can reverse that change, control Z. But once you make a change, you have to either reverse it or you have to commit to it. You can't do five or seven things to it and say, yeah, you know, I want to go back to the original version of that. It doesn't give you the power when it comes to edits is something like Adobe Audition, Pro Tools. And again, I've used those things. I think it's worth the trade-off because I like the simplicity of Audacity. I even like the interface. Some people think the interface is dated. I don't recall it changing that much in the last 20 years. I normally use a Mac. I am recording this on a PC and it looks like maybe the buttons are square on this one. I think they were round at one time. That could be a setting, but it's little things like that that have changed not any huge change to the interface. Let's talk about what's under the hood. This is the big change for Audacity 3.0. The old version, which I think was 2.4.2, if I'm not mistaken, this is a big upgrade. 
And it's because it uses a different file type. It'll put this entire session, me talking, any kind of effects that I've got on it. The new one puts all this content that you're hearing right now in a single file. What the old version used to do, it would be hundreds or even thousands of little files. And if one of those little files got corrupted, you would miss some of the content that you had recorded. That file structure is very dangerous. As I mentioned, I record into a PC, but I edit on a Mac. My studio computer is not my editing computer. And that was always a risk. Having one of those files corrupted, no longer have that risk. It's faster when you're doing the work on files, such as editing. It takes a little bit longer when you want to save the files because everything is in that one big file and it takes a little bit longer to clean things up. The directory settings are different if you want them to be. If you don't use this option, this is not going to affect you. But it's really cool if you were like me and you record your file one way, you export it in another way. Let's say that I export to WAVE, which I do. Every time I export to WAVE, maybe I want to save that file to the desktop automatically. Audacity knows this and you can do that. Maybe I want to have a backup MP3, just a low quality backup that goes to Dropbox. Or maybe I want to have that wave go to a completely different Dropbox that goes to my editor. You can send these files wherever you want. You can do that automatically using a new directory settings option. I love that. The noise gate on version 3.0 is better. I do not use the Audacity noise gate, but if you do, it's a better noise gate than you had in 2.4.2. Let me tell you the way I'm doing it, just in case you're curious. I'm recording directly into a DBX-286S. It's got a gate on it, and the gate is basically, you can't hear me breathe as much as you would if I didn't have that gate. That's what I do for podcasting. And the downside of that is that that gate cuts me off too quickly, or it doesn't turn on too quickly. What's recorded isn't exactly what has come out of my mouth. When I'm doing my audiobook, I go straight into an interface. I use the Scarlett 2i2. Then I go into Audacity. And the reason I do that is because I add the noise gate later. Every audio engineer will tell you, do it later. Don't do it live as you're recording it. I look at this thing like radio, though. I trust the compressor. If it's not perfect, so be it. But it's pretty good. If you like that option of fixing it in the mix, though, Audacity 3.0 has a new noise gate for you. Speaking of editing, there's also a new view option. There's both the waveform, which is what I like, and also a spectrogram. This is perfect for editors. If you know the word spectrogram, you know what it is. I don't need to explain it. If you don't use a spectrogram, don't worry about it. This is not something that I use. But there is a new view option that lets you see both a spectrogram and the wave. So if you're somebody who is highly technical on your edits, you want to maybe like take out a fire engine that happens to be driving by and you would use the spectrogram for that, taking out certain frequencies, but leaving others. That's what a spectrogram is good for. You would have that option and you would be able to look at the waveform and see the words that you were speaking while that fire engine was going by. It's going to give you a little bit more control in that way. Is it worth the upgrade? Yeah, I think so. I'm using this on an old 
Dell laptop. I've talked about this. You may have seen the video that I put out for my audio book. <laughs> Joke around about having $500 worth of equipment, which is more or less correct. I just used a microphone. I used the Scarlett 2i2 interface. As I mentioned, the mic about 350 the Scarlett 2i2, about 150 bucks. So $500 worth of equipment. I said the computer was free because it was free to me. At this point, it's about 10 years old. It is a Dell laptop. It is running Windows 7. Audacity 3.0 works perfectly on it. As I mentioned, I've got two different computers that I make my podcast with. This Dell laptop, this is what I use to record. I edit on a Mac, not the newest Mac, just a basic iMac. It's got a little extra memory. It's not tricked out. Other than that, it's pretty stock. It works with no problem. So you should not have any problem running this on your computer if you've got a computer that was made in the last 10 years. Maybe rather than talking about your computer, let's break it down as to what type of podcast that you have and what you are using now. If you're doing a monologue podcast such as this one, if it's just you, Audacity is great for that. If you're doing an interview format podcast, Audacity is great for that. A co-hosted podcast. If you've got two or three tracks plus music, if you add music, if you add sound effects, Audacity is fine. If you're doing something like an NPR style documentary podcast where you need to chop up a bunch of music, interview clips, something like Hindenburg might work better for you. Hindenburg, I feel that it's more powerful as a journalist tool than as an audio editing tool but it is made for something like an NPR-style documentary. That is what I would recommend there. If you've got a lot of music, you've got a high-fidelity project, and you're actually recording musicians, which is what we do on my other show, Music Business Radio. We are in the studio together. We actually have live bands in our studio. We record them just as if they were recording an album. We use Pro Tools for that. It gives my engineer so many more options than she would have if she were using Audacity. But for most people, I think Audacity is great. If you're using something like GarageBand or you're going directly into QuickTime, Audacity will be a step up for you. It will give you a little bit more control of your audio edits, but it won't be so much to where it's over the top. If you just need something simple, or maybe you're somebody like me, you came from the music industry, you already knew how to use Pro Tools or Audition, You've got something that's maybe a little bit more complicated than you need. Audacity is a great option for that. If you've only got to record your voice, maybe two or three other voices, throw in a little bit of music, Audacity is great for that. Again, I like it just because of the attitude of it. These are volunteer developers, people who love it. They believe in the project. They've been doing it for a long time. And it's so cool to have a connection with those guys. They're not employees. They're people who believe in the mission. I talked about being on the beta testers or alpha testers, if you will, the release candidate and finding a bug. They fixed it. And it's cool to have that connection. Hey guys, I think this might be a problem. Could you take a look at it? They're like, yep, it is a problem. Fixed. I like that. I like feeling part of something. If you want to feel like you're part of something, check it out, audacityteam.org. I have some more information on the episode notes, which are at podcast.bigpodcast.com. While you were there, Subscribe to Build a Big Podcast. I've actually got some other episodes coming up about Audacity and also how to make your recorded voice sound better. So if you want to learn how to sound better with what you've got, the mic you've got, the interface you've got, the computer you've got, go subscribe, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. 
I've got three of these coming up. They'll be coming up over the next couple weeks or so. Watch for them. When you subscribe, you'll get them automatically. Let's get you sounding great. Thanks for listening. I'll see you on the next episode.